cliffcentral.com. Oh, so you better treat her right. Well, here she is, Anthea. Good morning, and uh, welcome to the studio. It's always nice on a Monday. Then I know Anthea is coming to visit us. And uh, do you, by any chance, have better news than my little introduction to you would have presupposed? I'm afraid not. It's been a really couple of bad weeks. Eh? Last yeah. week again, we ended 1.4 percent lower, even though on Friday we did end a third of a percent up. I guess the good news is that Moody's downgraded us by one notch only. Okay, so we were expecting it to be a whole lot worse. No, I was expecting one, and then when we realized we were in recession, I thought we could potentially get downgraded by two notches, but Moody's were kind enough to to leave us in investment grade. So... You know, I, I don't think it means that we need to relax just yet. It's the same story, Gareth. I've been saying the same story for I don't know how many months now. We need to pick up growth. The politicians stop need they need to stop their nonsense. Yes. Um, otherwise, they will downgrade us. This is not the end. It doesn't say just because they downgraded us, they won't downgrade us again. So um, every couple of months, they do a review. And if politicians do something stupid before those couple of months are over, they will have no qualms in downgrading us in a couple of weeks. So we're not quite out of the woods just yet. I would say I have been waiting for this, though, because I was wondering what they were going to do. And, I, and I'm thinking it's time, actually. It's time to start buying some local shares, maybe. So the banks I've been saying for weeks now are so cheap. And you saw on Friday we had all the indices closed higher, major indices closed higher on Friday. Um, the RAND was pretty much a, a little bit weaker against the dollar, 2.2% stronger against the pound, but that had more to do with the UK elections than with the RAND. Um, and so it was nice to see the market kind of end positive. Volumes were – we started off really slowly on Friday, but then ended at $1.6 billion traded. And I thought volumes would be low because we've got derivatives close out this week, Thursday. And normally with derivatives close out, you, you, the volumes pick up quite significantly. I mean, June mm-hmm. is not known for the big derivatives close out, um, but volumes will still be big. I mean, remember, was it in March we had a – Four billion dollar day or something. It was crazy. Look, it's, it's fantastic. And the volumes are good because of course it helps the JSE share. Yeah. Now talking about the JSE, our local market, you said managed a third of a percent. Now what was, um, what was a, a big winner on Friday? So it, it was kind of, yeah, it was very weird on Friday. We had, so we saw some, the resource index was up. 30 basis points, financials mm-hmm. only 7, and the industrials half a percent. But then you saw some big moves in um, Impala Platinum and uh, American Amplat, uh, Amplat as we call yeah. it, sorry, it was up 7%. So that was quite nice. Um, and then even ShopRite, uh, MassMart, they were up 3%. Naspace was up about 1%. And even Steinoff was up 2%. This is one that's after they put out their results, really people undecided about what to do with a share. You know, it's one we really like. Yes. Um, and we hold it quite like a significant allocation in our portfolio. So it's nice to see this share bouncing a bit. Um, yeah. So those were kind of mostly where, where, where the increases were. Now, um, um you mentioned PPC, uh, oh, yes. to me in, in, uh, discussions. What, what's happened there? They, that, they reported on Thursday, right? That's right. They were in huge demand on Friday. Um, 
I'm not convinced about it. It seems investors are buying the story. They reported revenue increased by 5%. EBITDA was down 13%. Headline earnings per share was down 93%. And that is just, that's like crash and burn, right? Wow. Um, although normalized headline earnings per share was down 29%. And so you can say that there were a couple of once-off issues um, like their financing costs was huge. Their tax rate was as high as 85%. And in this reporting period, they'd also done a rights issue, which of course would impact and would cost them money, which is why you see this big discrepancy between headline earnings per share and normalized headline earnings per share. Mm-hmm. On the whole, still, I think they're struggling. South African revenue was up only 9%. Um, it's a tough market for them. And also in this reporting period, the DRC and Ethiopia hadn't come online yet. So you haven't seen the revenue being generated from that. You know, it's so, so I think PPC is your typical difficult South African story that has expanded into Africa and, and they just don't understand the African markets as well as they think they do. I mean, I, I it drives me crazy when companies or people think that Africa is one country you, you, everything about it's different like yeah. south africa is so different from north africa and, and so there isn't a, from there West. isn't a universal kind of local knowledge so what works in nigeria will absolutely not necessarily work in kenya or zambia or ghana yeah and and life is different and things yeah. run differently um and i think ppc are learning that so even though the margins that they're expecting from their drc and ethiopian plants would be fantastic the fact that they've delayed building it or delayed coming online is costing them a huge amount of money. Right. You know, I, it's a company I do, I, I really actually still like. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I shouldn't really well, after all the drama they've been through. Look, I, I don't know that construction is, is necessarily abating. If, if you stand in, Santon on one of those tall buildings and you look at how much construction is going on around you, it's actually mind-boggling for a country in recession that there should be so much going on. I know. I drove Huge into... Huge amounts of building. Um, honeydew on Saturday and could not believe there's like a whole... There's an area where there are like five or six cranes. Yeah. And you know there's a crane count that we do yeah. <laughs> as a, a kind yeah. of a superficial what's happening in construction. You just stand there and go, how many cranes? It's usually a good indicator and we do have a lot of them on the horizon. You just have to look around Joburg and you'll see them. They're everywhere. I wonder if it's only Joburg though. If it's, because if it's happening in the rest of the country, that would be fantastic. Yeah, I don't think we should count our chickens on that front. Mm. Wherever there's really expensive property, they seem to be demolishing little buildings and putting up taller ones. But uh, I wouldn't say that's true for everywhere. Yeah. All right. And then offshore, UK and European markets ended higher. Um, May wasted no time on Friday in announcing that she was going to do an ali- alliance with the Democratic Unionist Party. I believe this is Never the Never heard of them. The Irish Party, I believe. Oh, okay. They have, I think they had like, they won 10 seats or something. It's amazing that the elections, which May said was a country, in a country that was strong and stable, or whatever she said, is down to 10 seats. And so actually their market bounced on Friday. They were up about a percent. But then yesterday I was reading a Bloomberg article that said the Democratic Unionist Party had said, well, actually, they're not so sure. They hadn't fully agreed to this alliance with May. So I yeah. don't know what's who, happening who there. Who knows? I mean, the British just can't, seemingly can't make their minds up about what to do. And they don't learn their lessons about calling no. elections, eh? No. So there we are. That's a mess. And then uh, what about in the U.S.? Because Comey went and testified. 
Yeah, I don't think he's had a hugely negative impact on U.S. markets. I mean, the Dow Jones was up 0.4%. Um, and the S&P was pretty much flat. The Nasdaq absolutely took a beating on Friday. But yeah. that's because the Goldman Sachs CIO, I think he's the CIO, he came out commenting that there was more risk in tech stocks than investors were accounting for. So we're seeing Apple, Facebook, um, all of them just uh, Alphabet all come off significantly on Friday. But they've been going up and up and up, so it's only sensible that at some point that would happen. It could well be that it's just profit-taking and, you know, the Goldie's C- CIO comment was just a catalyst for profit-taking. Right. Although I do see, I did see on Friday that Tesla is now more valuable as a company than BMW. Which is very hmm. exciting. I mean, okay, I, I don't think it's a perfect um, comparison. Tesla is more than just electric vehicles. You know, they also do renewable energy and they're hmm. also doing this AI to help their automated vehicles increase. But I think they are in a growth market. And so it does make sense that people are wanting to buy the share for future earnings because those earnings certainly are not coming through now. I mean, you can't possibly compare how many Tesla cars have been sold versus BMW cars. Um, but their, their, their market cap is now in the region of $62 billion. Now, if Goldman Sachs' CIO says that there's more risk in tech stocks than they're accounting for, and it sees 2% uh, drops in the NASDAQ, does that mean that these investors are really skittish and they suddenly, oh, well, we didn't factor that in until the Goldman Sachs CIO said it? Are they not thinking about that all the time anyway? Yes. Why, why, why would that why would one person's comment have this kind of effect on the market? Are people that dumb? Yes. <laughs> I mean, these <laughs> the, are the short answer. Oh, that's so ridiculous. No, okay, so what happens is people like me, we're long-term investors. We do our fundamental analysis, but we do know that there are short-term thinkers in the market and that the market is not just driven by economics or fundamentals. The market is also driven by sentiment. Hmm. And and also like Naspers is such a good example because if you said to me, Anthea, take all you've learned from all your studies and apply it to, to Naspers, I would never buy the share because it's the earnings are not as good as they should be and it's too expensive, you know. So what you do when we talk about price earnings ratios, what we're saying is that the earnings per annum is what you're making, right, for the right. share price. Now, if NASPES is on a, I don't know, it's on like a 60 times price earnings ratio, that means it'll take us 60 years to earn the money for the value of the share. That's insane. Exactly. So NASPES two years ago was a 100 PE share. Yeah. And so you're looking, so what you want, how you want to negate that is by looking for growth stocks, stocks that are going to grow into their earnings basically. So if you're going to pay a hundred times price earnings ratio for a share, the share better grow very quickly. But you also realize then that you could buy the shares and sell the shares and you don't ever need to be involved in whether or not the business actually makes money. Indeed, because as then as you're just, growing. you're betting on sentiment though, right? Yeah, and you're betting on the fact that the company is going to, going to grow. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which which I think is pretty much what people are doing with Tesla at the moment. Yeah. Their earnings certainly don't match their $61.5 billion market cap or whatever no. it is. No, they're, they're not making that in earnings. I tell you that for free. And then a last thing, I see the Uber CEO might be ousted. Now, Uh-oh. there's a company in trouble. Huh? 
Yeah. yeah. I, would, I wouldn't want to be involved in that business, even though it's, it's, it's such a revolutionary idea. Why? Well, Uber is – it's complicated to manage. It's turned out to be quite unwieldy. Yeah. And, and, and the CEO has made himself uh, a lot of enemies along the way. He, he's had temper tantrums and treated his own drivers badly and there's bad and PR. And the women in his it. company apparently. The women in the company. It's just like a, from a PR point of view, he has not managed this very well. Not to say that any of us might have done better, but I also think that people are just waiting to be disappointed. Mm. In certain companies. Uber's a bit like South Africa at the moment with our SOEs. They have an acting COO, an yeah. acting CT, and act- right. like everybody is just acting. temporarily in that position. And I think the big question is who's going to take over from, uh, what's his name? Travis. Travis uh, Kalanick. Kalanick, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. Kalanick. Oh, is that how you say it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, would you buy into Uber? Uh, not at this stage, no. I, and also, I think. I mean, I think they have captured a, a large market Careful share globally. Careful when you say captured in this country. That's oh, dangerous to you. Don't want to use that word. <laughs> they've garnered yeah. a huge market share globally, and they've paid for it. You know, that's that's why it's yeah. um, they've put so much money into the business. And so to catch up with them would be difficult. But I think what's happening is that there are localized competitors coming to market, um, which will hurt. Which will hurt Uber. So right. bad management and bad PR aside, the numbers are still looking good for them as a business. No, they n- not yet actually. They ah. so they're just not making the earnings that for all the money they've spent. They've spent huge amounts of money in expanding and growing their product and all over the place. But nope, they're not making the earnings just yet, unfortunately. So no, I wouldn't buy the company. All right. Anything else you want to throw in? No, that's that's pretty much it's it. It's enough I for think. us to chew on yeah. for the day, right? It's going to be a busy week with closeout. I mean, it's going to be a volatile week with closeout. Uh-oh. I'll tell you that. I don't like volatile. Nobody likes volatile. <laughs> no, but but as you said early on, you kind of have to sit it through, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you like don't let Goldies and uh, CIO comments and volatility and derivatives closeouts impact your long term vision. You got to just ride the storm. Indeed. Thank you, Anthea. Pleasure. Cliffcentral.com